Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD. Today, we're headed out to the state of California, and we get to visit with Darlene Bible. Darlene is a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the director of athletics at the Harvard-Westlake School in Studio City, California. Darlene, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, we're glad to hear what's going on at your school as uh, well as in uh, California. As we talked about, it's a busy time for ADs, so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and maybe how your love of sports led to a career in uh, teaching and coaching. Great. I uh, am at Harvard Westlake and it is my 40th year. I have been teaching, coaching and being an athletic director at Harvard Westlake. And I have been in education for a total of 43 years. Lived in Los Angeles most of that time. There was a short stint that I was in Las Vegas with my family, which is where I actually think I gained my love of swimming because you had to be in the water if you were there in the summer. I coached um, for 32 years uh, swimming, coached some other things as well, but mostly swimming. And I was blessed to have some unbelievable athletes to coach. I had a national champion and a five-time Olympic swimmer, Dara Torres, uh, to coach in high school. It was fantastic. I am a mom of three sons. And they're, they're all three grown, and I've been married for 41 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's always nice to meet an AD who's uh, been doing this uh, about the same length of time as I have. So uh, congratulations on that. Uh, I like to tell people I've only got another 20 or 25 good years left of me, and then it's probably going to be <laughs> downhill. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about uh, your college career and, and how that got you into uh, teaching, coaching, and eventually becoming an AD. So I swam um, all through school, and I, it was actually in participating in, on teams that I realized that more important than, um, you know, becoming, um, you know, more capable in my sport, although, like I said, I did swim my entire career. 
Um, I realized in high school, I think, that I really wanted to teach because it seemed that I ended up helping other athletes in whatever I was doing, whether it would be snow skiing or swim practice, or I did gymnastics for a little while in high school. I always seemed to help somebody else get better. And, and it was in high school that I realized that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach and coach. Well, uh, and, and I coached until 2013, at which point I stopped coaching. <laughs> okay. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, you've been at Harvard Westlake for virtually your entire career. Um, share a little bit about uh, how you went from teacher coach to taking on the role of athletic administrator. So I was a teacher and a coach for a number of years before, I, when I was at Westlake School, which was an all-girls school, we merged uh, with Harvard School, an all-boys school. And at that point, I, I was moved into athletic administration. And, and it, was, um, it was a great way to go. At that time, I was teaching, coaching, and being AD. And it's funny, when I think back, I had an, an answering machine that when you listen to messages, if somebody called in, it stopped and rewound all of them and went back to the beginning again. So there were times when it took me a half an hour to listen to my messages. And it was tough to do all three, but that's what we did back in the day. Um, you and I talked about this uh, earlier, and uh, but we didn't go into this particular angle. Um, obviously, the athletic director profession uh, is still, you know, very much uh, male dominated. So, how was that coming into a, a brand new school? You know, merging and developing. How was that uh, as far as your position in leadership? How did that work out for you? Maybe what were some things you did to uh, uh, make it turn out in a positive way? You know, um, I had a good mentor at that time who was a big fan of mine and uh, wanted me to take on the position. And even though it was a little bit um, of a challenge being a female in a male-dominated uh, profession, it was something, you know, I have a brother and I had three sons and <laughs> I've just been so used to being in kind of that world that it was made possibly a little easier for me. Um, but, but I think that when anyone in any situation proves that they can do a good job at something, that's how you, you gain support from people. Oh, absolutely. You know, results speak uh, louder than anything. So uh, um, you mentioned mentoring. So let's go down that road. Uh, I'm always curious as to, um, you know, the influences that, that we've all had, because we didn't get here by ourselves. So who are some of the people that you would consider to be mentors, either teachers or coaches that you uh, uh, had, or maybe uh, people that you worked with or worked for? Uh, whose voice do you still hear in your head uh, when you're talking with your coaches or your kids? There are so many mentors I've had being in the business for as long as I have that too many to, to mention, but a couple stand out. Um, I, and I do try to take something of value from every single mentor. Um, you know, even if it's not the best mentor I've ever had, there's always something 
that they do well that I've tried to incorporate in what you know in my um, my life of an athletic director. Uh, one ath uh, one um, mentor that I had who was our first head of athletics. We were set up like a college at Harvard Westlake, so we have athletic directors in charge of different areas, and our head of athletics set that up and. I think the most important thing I remember that he taught me was to surround myself with excellence. And so um, it was difficult at first because it means hiring someone who might know something more than you do about something. And as a coach at that time, uh, was difficult to do, but I took it to heart and I reached out and I hired an Olympian to assist me with swim team. And it turned out she didn't know anything about coaching high school, but she knew a lot about competing at the highest level and preparation for that and how to work towards that. And she was a great mentor for the team. The kids just adored her, but she, she knew important things I didn't know. And I knew plenty that she didn't know. So it was, you have to put your ego aside to become better yourself by surrounding yourself with excellence. I also had a mentor that was kind of a negative mentor earlier in my swimming career who um, used to give us meaningless sets and grueling sets that often did not have any purpose. And so one time I got out of the pool to, um, he wasn't on the deck to ask him, what should I be working on in this set? And he was asleep at his desk. And that kind of formed <laughs> what I would never do to my kids when I coach them. I, you know, you don't sit, you don't eat when you're coaching your kids, and you certainly don't go in the office and take a nap. And I never give them sets that don't have purpose, and I never give them meaningless sets, um, maybe occasionally something a little painful because they didn't do what they were supposed to do at a competition. But for the most part, it's really nice to teach really bright kids and to tell them why they are doing what they're doing. And so they, you gain that buy-in and they, they trust you and they are willing to do just about anything for you. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that, uh, the, the idea of sitting down during practice or even during a PE class. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm very much old school, but I, I I was at a school before my current one and uh, you know, the PE staff was constantly sitting down in the middle of PE and I, I just, I'd pull them aside and said, yeah, I taught PE for 25 years. I never sat down once. And just, uh, <laughs> just that whole image uh, I think lends, you know, adds to your credibility or in this case detracts yes. from it. So good for you. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, Another thing that we talk about in our podcast uh, or a goal that we have, and I think we do a pretty good job, is this idea of sharing best practices. And you've certainly had your success as a coach and as an AD at uh, Harvard Westlake. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Uh, what's one or two things that you would consider are best practices from Harvard Westlake? What's something uh, that your coaches just, they do better than anybody in the country? I think that we, we do a lot of peer mentoring and we do that in something we call the Monday morning huddle where all of our program heads get together and they are 
listening to the director of admissions about how they should get their list together of athlete admissions um, dreams. They, the deans come and talk about academic issues. We do some professional development. We do bonding exercises. And it's been invaluable and so important. And um, another thing we do well, I think, is that we created these program heads where if they are ahead of their program, grades seven through 12, and they do vertical integration, they make sure that they are doing, using the same terms from seventh grade team to as being a senior in high school. And they are in charge of uh, hiring their assistant coaches um, or their lower level coaches. And they have a coaching budget they're in charge of. They have a, an operating budget they're in charge of as well. And so that was a kind of a new thing. Um, usually it's the varsity coach who's the program head, but I've always thought that that was a real important move um, towards future. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you consider that a best practice. We have that at our school where the varsity coach, they're in charge of that whole program, JV, middle school, and we even have some programs that reach down into our uh, lower level. So um, good to hear that. Um, we're talking with Darlene Bible, Certified Master Athletic Administrator at the Harvard Westlake School. Uh, we're going to take a moment now and uh, thank our sponsors who make all this possible. Uh, first, our uh, platinum sponsors, uh, Ephesus Lighting, Gilman Gear, Camp Mobile, Hometown Ticketing, Vital Signs, and Gipper. And especially want to thank our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herc Jones. Thanks to all of our sponsors for uh, helping to make this podcast possible. Uh, Darlene, uh, we have been talking to our ADs about uh, the impact of COVID. And uh, to our listeners, we're recording this on December 3rd. So by the time it airs, hopefully some uh, more positive trends will have taken place. But right now, uh, tell us what's happening as far as return to school academically, as well as return to play for California and in particularly Harvard Westlake. What's going on out there? Well, the nation as a whole is in a bad spot, but I'd say California is in a, an equally bad spot. It has not been good. We are running practices, even though we are not doing any in-school uh, academics, um, we're not in position to do that. We're prepared. We have all of our classrooms socially distanced. We have everything set and ready to go, but we have not gotten to the point where we can do that yet. We um, are practicing in phase one only social distancing, keeping um, no more than two people touching a piece of equipment or a ball, kicking a ball between them. Uh, we still have CIF planned to do three seasons of sport, but they just recently, yesterday, came up with the, the new plan of not starting until January. We were going to start some activities in December, but that has moved now to January, but we're keeping you know, all hope that we'll be able to finish three seasons at that point. With, um, you mentioned you have teams that are practicing. Uh, are those the, the in-season teams, uh, fall, and now we're kind of trickling into winter or the other teams being allowed to practice? Yes, we are starting with the teams that would start competing first. Um, and, you know, juggling 
where we're doing things. We're not allowed to do anything indoors right now. So we actually have outdoor basketball and outdoor volleyball. We're doing aquatics. We're doing football and field hockey. We're doing cross country. Um, so we're, we're doing everything we can, but it, it's, it's getting a little old now. I think we've been going about 14 or 15 weeks and we're in phase one still. So it's not a lot of as much fun. I think the kids and the parents really appreciate the physical activity, but they want to start competing. They want to start actually scrimmaging. Oh, uh, of course, the kids and the coaches, you know, they want those games. Um, well, talking about practicing outdoors, what's that old song from when you and I were in junior high? It never rains in Southern California. Uh, <laughs> it just but, pours. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you with your social distancing and your pods and your masks. Uh, have you had any cases of uh, students or, or coaches that you've had to send home because of uh, a positive test? We have not had anything traced back to our athletic practices. We have, you know, temperature taken every day. They have to show us a safety app that shows that they have a green screen. They've answered a number of questions. Um, and we are keeping the social distancing. We are uh, disinfecting everything. And everyone has to wear a mask at all times except in the pool. Okay. Well, that's great to hear. Hopefully that'll continue uh, for you and for the other schools. Uh, you and I had a chance to talk earlier and you shared some interesting things that your school is doing and your department's doing in this area of uh, social awareness and, and, and social issues that I've, we've been talking to the athletic directors about. Uh, go ahead and share with our audience uh, some of those initiatives that uh, you all have started. So the um, school as a whole has really, really stepped up and, and decided to, you know, become an anti-racist school and we have a coordinator and director of DEI and we um, have a lot of professional development. We hold a Pollyanna conference at our school where um, people that are in charge of DEI at their schools all come together and talk about best practices. We, um, we all know we can do better. We can always do better. We try to get our coaches to talk to their athletes, to listen to their athletes, to remember to care about their athletes and to make sure that their athletes know that they care about them and that, you know, um, anything that they have on their mind that's important to them is something that our coaches are, can find important as well and to listen to. Um, it's also really important for us uh, during this time to remember about hiring diversity. It's um, super important to get more women in athletic administration as well. <laughs> well, um, again, you and I had a chance to talk about this uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and repeat it. Um, I'm gonna challenge you and any of our listeners. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate on our podcasts. Um, you know, we've had almost 80 of them air so far. and. Half of them have featured women ADs from around the country. And as uh, you know, my wife's a career teacher and coach, I've got two daughters that had a, uh, a life in athletics. So uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I'm beating the drum uh, for women ADs. So if there's a woman AD out there that would like to be a guest on the episode, uh, or Darlene, if you know of one, please send them our way. You know, we'd be happy to feature them. Okay? I sure will. Let's go and lighten things up a little bit. Um, another question I've been asking, uh, has been, 
you know, hey, what's your favorite part of the job? And um, after about 30 or 40 interviews, uh, it was almost always the same answer. Oh, it's the kids. And of course, it should be the kids, because if you don't like kids, what the heck are you doing uh, in athletics? So assuming yes. that you love the kids, and I know you do, uh, what are some other things that have kept you coming back to work every single day at Harvard Westlake for the past 40 years? Uh, what do you love about the job? Well, I also really love mentoring coaches. It has been so rewarding, and I have been going out of my way, especially this um, tough year in making sure that I'm following up with how much I appreciate each one of them. We each have our own programs that we oversee. Although because I am in charge of operations, I do work with all of the coaches because I need to help them with their budgets or facilities and all that kind of stuff. But my, my programs in particular, I always want to remind them that I appreciate them and I, and I know that they're working hard and, and I wanna be there for them all the time as well. And, and the other thing I love about my job is, you know, I've, I've occasionally um, taken a picture of when I'm working at like eight o'clock at night, you know, how long hours are for us. But most of the time, those are at a competition. So I'm sitting somewhere, you know, in the base stands at a baseball game, or at a basketball game, or at a tennis match with a sun, you know, sunset in the background. And and I say, I'm working <laughs> right now. And my friends are all quite jealous because what's better than being at an athletic competition when you're working? It's great. You know, that's exactly, you know, uh, my mindset. I'll have parents come up to me and they'll just say, like you said, it's eight o'clock or 8.30 or even later. And they'll say, oh gosh, I'd hate to have your job. You have to be here so late. And you say, oh no, you got it all wrong. You have to be here to watch your kid. I'm getting paid to, you know, watch these games and hang out with coaches and, you know, have a hot dog and a soda, you know, that great athletic director dinner. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting paid to do this. Can't believe it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Darlene, this has been great getting to know you and talking with you a little bit, but we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, uh, you and I have been doing this for a few years, okay? but right now I'm going to task you with sending out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Darlene Bible's athletic director toolbox? Okay. Um, I think that I would first talk about having a strong support system. Super important to have your spouse or your partner supportive of what you do because you're going to be spending a lot of hours doing it. And that, that is super important. And in that support system, I wanna add um, peers, colleagues, the people that I have met in the NIAAA classes, the um, mentors I had in NIAAA, the um, classmates I had in my master's course um, in ad athletic administration. It's, they're all people that I always use to support um, my ideas and to bounce things off of. And it's super, super important to have that support system. Number two, I'd go back to that surrounding yourself with excellence. I, I would say, don't be afraid to hire people who 
know more than you do about something. It would just enhance you as an administrator. You'll be better because you're hiring better people around you. I don't believe in that hire a coach and or a person that you can just mold and make something. You know, no, hire someone with some talents that you don't have. Something that can really add to you. So I think that's important as well. And then I want to finish with, I think something super important, um, be accountable. I think that as an athletic administrator, you own the department and any failure that anyone has in your department is your failure. So you have to be a strong leader and you have to build strong leaders and you can't just expect or you know, if something goes wrong, say it's because of them. No, it's, it's because of you. And, and it's what you are developing and what you are mentoring and, and what you are building. And it's, it's just super important to take a You know, I'm, I'm so glad, uh, you know, you mentioned that. And again, it makes me think uh, um, we always share with our coaches that, hey, if something goes right, you know, great job. Congratulations. You know, and if something goes wrong, you know, I guess I screwed up. So, uh, you know, let's figure out how, you know, we can do a better job next year right. or next time. Um, Darlene, if one of our listeners wants to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way to, uh, for them to reach out? They can email me at D for Darlene Bible, B-I-B-L-E at hw.com. If you forget that, you can go on the website at Harvard Westlake School and you can find that information. Right, and I would encourage you to go onto that uh, website. They do a great job of uh, you know, promoting and sharing all the things that their athletic department has to offer. A great um, athletic director or a great athletic department site uh, for any school. Uh, Darlene, thanks again for uh, coming on today. Uh, best of luck uh, with all things California related as we uh, as we move forward and I hope to see you um, in one of the uh, NIAAA activities that's coming up for us next week. You will see me that is one of my favorite things to do so I will be at the conference and I hope to see you there as well. Okay to our listeners uh, remember these uh, Zoom interviews are also being uploaded to the FIAAA Educational Athletic Director YouTube channel. Uh, thanks again for listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.